This is Law for Community Workers Spotlight On, the Shortcut Series podcast for community and health workers produced by Legal Aid New South Wales. My name is Pauline and I'm from the Community Legal Education Branch here in Legal Aid and we would like to acknowledge that our podcast is recorded on Aboriginal land and pay our respects to Elders past and present. Always was, always will be. Hello everyone, today our guest is Kira and we're shining the spotlight on the Homeless Persons Legal Service. Hi Kira. Hi there Pauline. Yeah, so I'm Kira. I am the Principal Solicitor of the Homeless Persons Legal Service, which is part of the Public Interest Advocacy Centre, a specialist legal centre with a focus on advocacy and law reform. What do you like most about your role? Oh gosh, there's lots of things. I really enjoy working with people and we uh, have a lot of different stakeholders. We work with a lot of different partner organisations as well as lawyers across the city. And yeah, we're all working towards a common goal and it's great to collaborate and yeah, come up with solutions for things together. And what service does the Homeless Persons Legal Service provide and what is a typical matter for your team? So we provide direct legal assistance to people experiencing homelessness or who are at risk of becoming homeless. And that second category is really important because it should be obvious that one of the best ways to reduce homelessness is to prevent people from becoming homeless in the first place. Uh, So we are made up of a small multidisciplinary in-house team based in the Sydney CBD. But we also have around 600 pro bono lawyers from several private law firms working with us as well. So under our supervision, they deliver in-person legal support services at outreach locations across uh, the city. Some of these include uh, Wayside Chapel, uh, both in Bondi and in um, Potts Point, uh, the station, Newtown Mission. Our outreach service helps people with legal and service delivery issues um, that contribute to their homelessness or risk of homelessness. So the matters we assist with include uh, housing and tenancy issues. We have a criminal lawyer, so we assist with criminal legal problems with a particular focus on assisting clients with mental health issues to access treatment as an alternative to facing criminal penalty. We assist with financial issues from fines and debts, recognising that poverty is a key cause of homelessness. And we also assist um, a lot with applications for victims of crime compensation. And this has been increased after we launched our Women's Homelessness Prevention Service, which I'll talk about. So an example of this is last year we helped a client at risk of homelessness who had been subject to a number of transphobic assaults and our lawyers helped her compile evidence to support applications for victims of crime recognition payments through the New South Wales Victim Support Scheme and we helped her appeal one of the applications that was refused. The client received financial payments and access to counselling which supported her to look for a job and make her financial position more secure which in turn, of course, makes her housing more secure. Uh, so we, we do that by working with the client, but also with their caseworkers if they have them or the people who are supporting them as well. So we really try to collaborate. The other thing that we do, Pauline, which is unique, is that we aim to reduce homelessness by tackling legal and systemic barriers that prevent people from accessing and maintaining appropriate and stable housing. And I know a lot of our partners are aware of a lot of the things that are barriers 
in, in our laws and in our policies that contribute to people becoming homeless and, and they're complex. But I suppose the thing that is um, important for me to put out there to community workers is that if you are noticing that something is arising in your work that you think is unfair, it's a it's a policy or something that, that is systemic in that it's happening to more than one person or it's preventing people from accessing housing, then we would be keen to hear from you. We do um, contribute to submissions, government inquiries. We, we also have a group of people called Street Care. They are a group of people with lived experience of homelessness. They're, they come from all diverse backgrounds and they meet monthly and PIAC hosts the group and we have a project officer that organises all of the meetings and communicates with all the members of Street Care, but they also raise issues um, that have come out of their experience, their direct lived experience of homelessness. You've recently launched a new service targeting women. Can you tell us about that? Yes, this is very exciting. We've uh, launched the Women's Homelessness Prevention Service, which aims to help women at risk of homelessness, particularly women experiencing domestic and family violence. So we recognise that our uh, the regular homeless persons legal service and the places that we were delivering our service were not necessarily meeting the needs of women. As we know, uh, women experience homelessness in a, in a different way often to men. Um, they don't tend to rough sleep or sometimes access some of the, or feel safe to, to access some, some services. So we wanted to provide a sort of targeted service. Um, so it's a trauma-informed specialist legal service covering both civil and criminal law. We uh, concentrate on some of the same, you know, tenancy problems, overcoming barriers to obtaining and maintaining tenancies, strengthening financial positions, accessing appropriate legal and social services in a fair and non-discriminatory way, and generally, you know, navigating the very complex legal system that we have in a way that hopefully minimises re-traumatisation. So our new in-house team of lawyers... They are all people who identify as women and they include a senior civil solicitor, a criminal solicitor, a paralegal and a community caseworker. And our community caseworker can help with non-legal issues, including referrals, you know, referring clients for support or completing housing applications, gathering support evidence and or providing support at court. Sometimes what we find is people have previously had casework support or had somebody supporting them and for some reason that is no longer and so they come to our service without any support and so one of the things that our caseworker can do is, is to try and link them back in it's not it's not um, intended to provide comprehensive casework support so the service is new but we're finding there's a lot um, of demand and for this kind of specialist service and we're really keen to get referrals and our focus is really trying to be on early intervention and prevention. So we currently deliver services at three outreach locations. So at WAJEC, the Women and Girls Emergency uh, Centre, and Lou's Place and Hope Street. But there's further information on our website, which I will give you. Who are your target clients? And are there any eligibilities to access your service? We can provide advice um, and where appropriate ongoing casework at no cost to clients who are homeless or at risk of homelessness. We don't practice in some specialist areas, Pauline, like family law and immigration law. 
we will make referrals for those. This information is all on our website and we will make, we can make referrals, obviously. We all know how frustrating it is for clients to be on a referral roundabout when it comes to legal issues and when they've got more than one. Yeah, but information about the areas of law that we practice in on our website. In terms of who it is that we assist, it's, it's, People who sleep rough, people who live with family and friends due to homelessness, people who live in boarding houses, hostels or hotels, or where they're living in overcrowded dwellings. Also people in private rental accommodation where their housing security is at risk. And obviously we are seeing this more and more as the rents uh, just become completely unaffordable, even for people who have previously been able to afford rent or whether they're facing a rental increase and people in public housing where their housing security is at risk. Can you define for us uh, the public housing security uh, at risk? Can you just give us a few examples of what that might mean for public housing tenants? Yeah, so it might mean that uh, somebody's in a public housing dwelling, but they can't live there because of the state of the dwelling. As you know, we've had a lot of rain events recently and people have experienced uh, a lot of mould, maybe infestations of rodents or that kind of thing, and it's just that they can't live there. And we have clients who have, who have pitched a tent in, in, you know, around the property um, so that they don't have to live in the property or maybe they've been, you know, they're living in their car. So we, yeah, we really look at that nexus between, okay, you, your housing is really at risk. In that circumstance, They can't access emergency accommodation because they've already got a social housing property. So we try to assist with negotiating with the landlord or, in some cases, going to NCAT um, to resolve that issue. Okay, that's great. Thanks for that, Kira. What's the best way for a community worker to refer someone to your service? Can people self-refer? And does your service have a specific catchment area? Yeah, so the best way to refer clients is to go to our website and fill out our referral form and then you can email that to us at hpls at piac.asn.au and you can also call us and I believe all this information will be on the show notes. Just a caveat, I suppose, we really focus on the inner city of Sydney. So if callers are calling us from regional and rural areas, there are some things we may be able to help with, but we are likely to refer them to a local service. We don't tend to assist outside of the kind of Sydney CBD area. The other thing is our legal clinics operate on most days of the week, and you can check the website to see where we are and you may want you may ask your client to to contact that service directly and ask if they can make an appointment with HPLS. So some some of the services may be familiar to the caseworkers that are listening today, and they may be able to yeah contact the service for their for their clients. So is that's the best way for a community worker to stay up to date with HPLS? Yes, if they go to www.piac.asn.au, that's our website. We are in the process of updating the website to include information about WHPS, our Women's Homelessness Prevention Services uh, Service. But yeah, the information about HPLS and our current um, clinics is all there. Okay, wonderful. And that leaves us to the last question. Um, what's the one thing you would like anyone who's experiencing homelessness to know? 
So I suppose in terms of people who have legal issues while homeless, um, it's important for them to know that there is assistance available and we aren't the only service, obviously, that provides that, that assistance. The other thing is the earlier you get onto your legal problems and deal with them, the less likely it is that they will escalate or become worse. I know it can be incredibly stressful. Legal issues are incredibly stressful, but it, it is better to deal with them as early as possible. Also, you have rights, obviously, and you deserve to be treated with dignity. And that's something that is key to how we operate at HPLS. We all need to remember that homelessness can happen to anyone. So yeah, help is available. Exactly. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kira, and for letting us shine the spotlight on the HPLS. Thank you, Pauline. It's great to talk to you uh, about HPLS. And yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. That was our guest, Kira, from HPLS. As always, you will find links to all the websites, pages and resources mentioned in this episode, as well as a full transcript listed in our show notes. Or you can email us to cle at legalaid.nsw.gov.au. This has been Spotlight On. Thank you for listening and goodbye, everyone.